everyone, please stand. transforms the way that our hearts work. I wanted to read a psalm for us this morning that to me really describes why we gather on Sunday mornings for worship. It's Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. 
as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. I feel like that's kind of what we just did, getting the service started with that song. And I feel like that's why we gather together. So we need him. Our soul thirsts for him. And I hope that this morning your soul will be satisfied because of it. Please pray with me. God, thank you for this time where we just get to worship you. Our hearts get to draw near to you. We get to gather in a room filled with friends. We get to gather in a room full of people that we get to maybe meet for the very first time. I pray, Lord, that you would meet our needs in such a tangible way this morning, especially the need for our soul, our thirsty soul, to be satisfied. God, we have people on our hearts and minds who we want to lift up to you. We pray for Lauren Frey and her family, Lord. She lost her mom this week, and so we just pray for comfort for them. For Lynn Ritchie as she continues to recover from her stroke. God, for Sydney Young, uh, the young daughter of Portia and Chuck Young, who has ongoing headaches every day, and they are just looking for answers and for relief, and so we pray that you would guide them. Lord, we have more people who have um, lost people dear to them. For Al Miller, whose girlfriend Dolly unexpectedly died this week. For Kevin Grusso and their family and the death of his mother this week. God, for these families who are just aching, we just pray, Lord, that you would draw near to them and bring them comfort and peace as they grieve. And then, God, just for ongoing prayers for Jamie Atkinson, for Hank Floyd, for Jerry Denny, for Jackie Faircloth, for Jim Canale, we thank you for a good report he had this week. And then, God, we have things to celebrate. We have things to celebrate in our congregation and to praise you for. And we praise you for the marriage of Leah Bebby and Brian Rosetta yesterday, God. And, um, Lord, for new babies in the room, I thank you for that. Um, just for the life of this church and the way that you are growing us. And um, just thank you for this morning and the chance to praise you together. In Jesus' name, amen. Where's Carl Forrest Walker? You're supposed to be here already. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Carl Forrest Walker wants to tell you about the Becky Bash. Okay, so um, if you've been around here for a while, you know that Becky was uh, one of the first people uh, at First Press. She seated the church downtown. Um, she brought me into the church, which is which is great, and. Um, when she passed away, uh, her and her boys and I, uh, instead of getting her flowers because she hated flowers, we created a foundation. And uh, what it does is she had a late life calling and she became a teacher out at Spoto High School. It's a Title I school. And uh, we give scholarships there. It started two years ago with one scholarship of $10,000. And the last two years, we've given uh, two $10,000 uh, scholarships. So five people have received scholarships, yes. Um, and if Becky were here today, she'd be so pissed that her picture is plastered everywhere. She, she would not have wanted this. You know, it kind of... He just said pissed in church. I, I know. She, I, every time there's lightning, I'm like watching out just because... Um, but anyway... Uh, sorry, Carl. <laughs> this is going to take longer than I was planning, dude. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway, so uh, we have evolved into a, uh, a foundation event. It's called Becky Bash. And uh, our inaugural event is the 29th from 6 to 10. It's at the Tampa Garden Club. It's $100. You can go online, Google Becky Bash, and you're good to go. We have restaurants out there catering by the family. Uh, there are going to be a lot of surprises. Her son, Thompson... His band will be performing. Connor Zwitch will be performing. Uh, it will be, I guarantee, a good time. So um, thank you very much for the platform. I really appreciate it. And we have a surprise, do we not? Where's your phone? Can I do one more thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, I promise it will just be a couple minutes. So if, if you know, uh, well, McLean just prayed for Jackie, That right? was what I was talking about, this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... 
You know, we pray for Jackie, and, and that's an awesome thing. But if you, I know some of the families in here, and um, if you know the backstory, it goes back to 2014 in Florida State. And she was hit by a drunk driver. Um, brain trauma, and I mean, she's in bad shape, and she's had a tough road. Um, and then COVID comes, and the fear of her getting COVID, uh, she's really hasn't done a whole lot of physical therapy. It's really been very, very tough for her. So, you know, I'm, I'm up here. It's her birthday on November 14th. And the first thing I want you to do is really when we say, let's pray for Jackie, you know, all the ladies out there, I want you to pray for Kathy Faircloth. I mean, it's, it's got to be very, very tough for her. And I want you to just pray for surrounding love for her. And, and then for John, all the guys, like, pray for strength. You know, just think of that. When, when we say pray for Jackie, think of strength for John. And even the kids that, like Grant, you know, Grant, you went to school with JT. You know, pray for just community for JT. Um, just be specific when you pray, if you would. And then, obviously, we want to pray for Jackie. So, all right, so it's her birthday on November 4th, okay? So um, Lumpy's in the front row here. But uh, here's what I want to do. All right, she loves videos being sent to her. So what I want to do is I want to do a video, and a silly, she likes silly videos. So I want everybody to stand up, if you would. This isn't too much to ask. I'm going to start over here, and I'm going to video everybody, right? And we're going to go happy, and when we get about here, we'll go to birthday, and then I'll come back, and I'll go, we'll do it in slow motion so it'll be funny. Jackie. All right, you ready? Yeah. If we don't do it right, and lump, that's why I said lumpy. If we don't do it right, we could be here. We're going to be here all day. All right? Happy birthday, Jackie. All right, you hold that. I'm going to say, all right, I'm on video. Are you guys ready? Doing, doing business as a family together. Family, we're meeting next week, quickly after the worship service at 11 o'clock to take action on the nominees that are coming to be the elder class of 2024. Four people are going to be nominated, and we're, we will take the action of electing them. So I wanted to remind you of that. One more surprise that wasn't in the lineup, and that's this. This past Tuesday night or Wednesday night? Where is he? Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday, Lincoln? Tuesday night, Lincoln Tamayo, head of Academy Prep, a school for disadvantaged kids, kids at risk socioeconomically, kids that knock it out of the park when they get out of their school, eighth grade, go to Jesuit, go to Academy, go to great boarding schools, and then get into college. Community hero, 50 grand from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. I think it's fine for me to stop and Kathy to come. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> now you get to go on a personally guided tour with an update look at the renovation on our new property. You're going to enjoy this. Let's take a look at the latest updates on our future home. Windows and doors have been put in. Drywall has been completed throughout the interim space. The interim sanctuary has already received a coat of paint and light fixtures are in the ceiling. Families will enter in this entrance with children birth through fifth grade. Bathrooms are on this side of the entrance and the check-in space will be right here.
families will enter into the hallway to head to their classrooms. The end of the hall intersects with the main entrance into the sanctuary. Towards the front of the building is our larger student ministry space. And closer to the sanctuary is the interim space for crew. Thanks for watching. Wow, okay. The impact of that statement is meant to be received. But that will be ultimately our children's space, and then as you heard, our interim space for worship. As you know, we have been on this exciting, prayer-filled adventure that began over two years ago, as God has been inviting each of us to step forward in faith as a church, but also as individuals to step into greater and personal faith in Jesus and allow him to transform us together and individually. We want to have greater kingdom impact. And your prayers have made a difference. And that's why we're standing here. Karen Berry and I had the privilege of creating for you a 21-day prayer guide. If you received the packet, the Forward in Faith packet last week or before, it's in there. And it's probably still kind of in there. So that's why we're bringing it out. And we wanted you to understand that we're inviting you on a 21-day prayer walk with Jesus that began last Sunday. So you can go backwards if you'd like. But it's divided into sections of seek, listen, and obey. Because prayer is so impactful, it's impactful not because of us, but because of the one we're praying to. Let's not let up on the gas. Friends, let's keep praying because signs and wonders will keep breaking out in our church. I guarantee it. Please do this with us every day. And Karen's going to tell you a little more.
Meg Britton painted a beautiful mural of our Ford and Faith logo um, that you can find when you're there. It would be a great spot to pray. Just, just talking to our Father about how we totally trust He has good plans mm. for our future and the future of our community. We know great things are going to happen in this new space, and so we just invite you to join us in prayer as we um, continue to lift it up to our Lord. And so it's going to be the 24th through the 31st, anytime. And if you feel like you'd like to, because we know social media gets things talking, um, we would love for you to take a picture in front of your Ford and Faith. You could do it with small groups, your family, or individually. I guess you'd need two people at least. Or you could do a selfie. And um, post that so that your friends are asking what's happening with First Pres, what's going on, and you can tell them how we are moving forward in faith. And we totally know that our Lord and Savior has great plans for our community through this place. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. I love this moment in worship because giving back to God is a celebration. It's a celebration of our gratitude to God for what God has so generously done for us. Well, just blocks from here on Kennedy Boulevard, there are over 20 brothels disguised as massage parlors and lingerie shops. And last week, when over 200 women gathered for our event that we called Real, I saw an explosion of generosity toward these women who are being exploited in the sex industry. Because that night, we collected 320 gift cards to be able to give to women on the street so that they can get a hot cup of coffee, a warm meal, and daily essentials. Friends, that means that 320 women, because of your generosity, are going to experience the love of Jesus, the gift of this card, and be reminded that though they feel worthless and forgotten, that we have not forgotten them, that they are cherished and treasured by us and by Jesus. That's what your gifts are doing. God bless you in that. Think about those 320 women as you give back to God this morning. stand with us. Oh, 
Lots of family things going on this morning. I'm wondering if you have ever been or are now in a, in a family business. Raise your hand. And if you're online, chat each other up about it. If you have been or right now are in a family business, let's just see who's in one. I see family business over here. I see family business here. Got some back there. Got a few family businesses. There's some folks who are in family business who might be online. Who, so... Kathy and I, I don't know if you knew this, we're in a family business together. (laughs) 
So I thought you'd get a kick out of hearing a couple of these things that I thought about us. So what is it about working together, husbands and wives? You follow what I'm saying? Just forget about the fact that it's this business, so to speak. But we work together. So I'll just be transparent a little bit with you. You ready? So we have complementary gifts. She laughed. <laughs> so there's stuff that I do really poorly. She does really well. And there's stuff that I do really well that she doesn't do well at all, except I'm probably in trouble for saying that. <laughs> See, like that, what I just did. <laughs> so anyway, we're complementary. We, we share a deep passion. We do share, and that makes our being in business together. My guess it's the same with the others of you who've done business. Ours is this business of helping lead a church, and I've, and, but, but we share in some passions. And we have also worked hard to be clear about boundaries. If you are, that's true for any relationship, there need to be good boundaries, but when you work together and you're married and you're in a family business and all the families I see doing business together, I see that boundaries become important. But there's one other thing that's sort of, here's what's true about human beings, here's what's true about families, here's what's true about healthy organizations, including healthy Jesus families. Conflict. There, do not think that conflict is negative. It's impossible not to have it. In fact, it's a good thing if dealt with well. So we don't, for instance, here's a rule. We don't talk about people. We talk to people. Put that in your book of how to be a member of your family business, your family, your business, your Jesus family. Don't talk about people. Talk to them. There are going to be rubs. Just a rub about us and our family and I've, I, there, there was stuff inside of me that was not good. I, I won't go into it. Just not good stuff. Just hurts from being a kid and growing up in a family, right? And I had hurts. And guess what I became? I toxic a little bit. And guess what I did? I blamed her. Well, when I realized that, you know what happened? Signs and wonders happened. We're going to read about signs and wonders in the earliest gatherings of the first Jesus communities, Jesus family. In fact, we have a way of saying that this right now. We are being challenged to understand that God's view of what we're doing here is an us thing. It's really hard. You see, the generous slide is not up there. G-E-N-E-R-O and then a big capital U-S. That's what this is all about. See it? On purpose, emphasizing us. There's an us-ness to God reality that's a challenge. And you and I are being challenged to think of who we are as First Presbyterian Church, as a Jesus community. And we are a family. Read the Bible carefully. And it's family, 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 family. We are sons and daughters of God. Therefore, we are brothers and sisters with each other. With each other. It's the central defining metaphor for what it means to belong to one of Jesus' churches. Man, is that not good? Is that not what you want? And just think about what's happened already this morning. Some of it was spontaneous because we're careful to plan out what we stand up here and talk about, but some of it just happened. So Carl gets up here, and Carl and I talked about it, though I didn't tell the team ahead of time on Wednesday. And Carl gets up and we said, yeah, let's sell the Becky Bash. I called him and asked him if he would come and do it. And he said, oh, by the way, can we say something to Jackie? Why wouldn't we interrupt our plan to do family business? Why do we have these Jackie ribbons up here? Because we hurt as a family. And then Kathy gets up and tells us about 330 gift cards for women who are trapped. A family that cares about people out there. And we want as many Jesus families to care about those kinds of things as it can possibly be. But we're going to do our part. This is a family. And we want to be people that respond to need as a family. It's a powerful metaphor. And I'll say one other thing before we get, get into the snapshot that we see of the earliest Jesus family. You and I walked into this room this morning. And we've been built... It's taken about 400 years for Western culture to get it. And we've been built into believing that we are autonomous individuals. I want to challenge you to soak on that. 
let your mind begin to be penetrated by the possibility that that is not God's truth. Of course we're individuals. And of course we love God and we love our families and we love our children, we love our wives and husbands and people. We have to make those things as individuals. But the defining God reality is that we are way more like a family than we naturally incline to. And it's, a, it's I think, a cultural malaise. And it's taken a long time for us to get this way. But I think that's a real... So we walk... Here's, here's another illustration of it. I, I'm going to work hard to get what I need and get what I want. It's almost like life owes that to me. If I work hard, I should get stuff for it. And there's a lot of single pronouns there. I, 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 me, me, me. And of course, we do work hard and we get, what, we get stuff for it. But we almost go to our institutions, including the church, we say, I'm going to go to there and get what I need. It's very challenging. And then leave. I can feel myself fighting with the words I'm saying right now because I want what I want when I want it. And I should get it. And if they don't give it to me, maybe somebody else will. And so here's what I think we're being challenged to understand. The Jesus family is more about what am I giving? So, of course, when we gather as a Jesus family, and if you're like me, you're taking that kind of infrastructure, that autonomous individualism into most realms in your life, but when we come to be the Jesus family, we want to say, wait a minute, oh, yeah, I do get tons. I, of course I get tons. But when I discover that giving... Ooh, then I'm a happy boy. And then I begin, that's a sign and wonder. It's a miracle when I feel transformed into a person who begins to see that giving is more blessed than receiving. We've asked the question, where are we going? That was last week. I'll just quickly remind you, if you were here I'm reminding you, if you weren't here, it's okay. Where are we going? Where we're going is we're going to connect as a family in relationships, and we're, we're going to fall more and more in love with God, and we're going to connect as a family with each other, and we're going to connect with God, and we're going to go on a mission, the mission that God gives us, and we're going to stay connected, and we're going to go on that mission. That's where we're going, and we're going to reach more people in our zip code, okay? But we're going to be more in love with God as we do it, and those two things are going to feed each other. That's where we're going. The question that we want to ask today is, what's it going to take for us to fulfill the plan? And the answer is surrender. And we're going to surrender to a couple of things. We're going to surrender to this very challenging idea that it's about us. It's about family. And we're going to surrender to the second idea, which is everything I have and everything I am is a gift from God. You get a hold of that, I'm telling you what, distress is going to go dropping right out. It's going to fall up. You're just not going to be stressed anymore. Who I am and what I have, it's a gift from God. And if I'm willing to sort of toss it at the feet of Jesus and then say, use me, I want to go on the mission you sent me on, man. And it's, God's not asking us to do a bunch of new stuff. We're, we got plenty. God's asking us to think about the relationships we already have, where we live and where we work and where we play and where we are in school and all of those places where we already are and just think of those human beings slightly differently. Be more intentional, investing relationally in them, hoping that they want to be a part of the family. Wouldn't that be cool that God would use me to help someone else collide with God's love? That's the mission. I want to be on that mission. I want to be on it with you. Let's do this. Watch what happened in the very earliest days of the Jesus people, the Jesus movement, the Jesus community. We're in the book of Acts, A-C-T-S. Now, there's a guy named Luke. You've heard of the Gospel of Luke, and Luke was writing probably on sheepskin, like vellum, and he ran out of space. 
right at Luke 24, the very last verse of the last chapter. So he gets him another scroll, and he keeps going. And he writes this 28-chapter book called Acts. He calls it, it, he didn't put the name on it, others did. 28 chapters. Oh, by the way, we're chapter 29. You go read chapter 28, the very last line, guess what? We're just, we're the next chapter. It's really cool. I promise you, go read it. Not right now. Luke, writing the book of Acts, telling us about the very earliest days of the Jesus movement, and he gets you about 15, 18, 20 years into the... He's not trying to tell you everything, but he's telling you something. So here we are in Acts chapter 2, and it's been like a, a sprint. All kinds of crazy things happening, all kinds of signs and wonders, and then Luke stops and says, bang, I'm going to give you a little picture of the way things sort of went on a regular basis. So there's all this activity, bang, 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 chapter 1 through chapter 2, verse 41. Activity, 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 just like, can't hardly catch your breath like me right now. And then he says, wait, let me just tell them about sort of how things were regularly. And that's what this is. Acts chapter 2, a sort of description of ordinary daily, weekly life. For, and we're, oh, by the way, this is 50 days in. You with me? Just a, in, in the eighth week. From Jesus' resurrection. That's where we are. Beginning to see unbelievable stuff happen. They, meaning the followers of Jesus, in the city of Jerusalem, which is where he's writing about right now, this is what they did. They devoted or persevered or held fast to. They grasped and stayed on it. To the apostles' teaching. The apostles mean the official 12, the big shots, the senior leaders, the bosses. And to fellowship. You see that word fellowship? It's a beautiful Greek word, koinonia. And it doesn't mean the 15 minutes after we break in here where you get another cup of coffee. It means real life together. It means real relationships. It means people doing life together on purpose. They had dynamic relationships, including conflict, by the way, which they learned to resolve. So they did that. They, they thought about what the apostles were teaching. They hung out. And it says they're breaking bread, which, mean, which means they're having meals. But every time they had meals, they remembered the death of Jesus, like we do with communion. We do it once a month. When they were having meals, they, they remind, wait a minute, remember what he did for us? And the last thing it says, prayers. I wanted to comment about prayer. Let me, let me tell you what prayer is about. Prayer is for people who are heaven and earth people. That's who the Jesus people are. That's Jesus followers are heaven and earth people. That's what you are. And this is what I mean by that. Prayer makes no sense if somehow it isn't the case that heaven and earth have been put back together again by the death and resurrection of Jesus. So when we're praying, we're talking to God who is near. And we're experiencing the first signs of what will be God putting it all back together again consummating history where there will be no barriers between us and God. So that's what we do when we pray. Prayer doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to say the Lord's Prayer, I'm going to say, now I lay me down to sleep and then I bail. Those are okay. What this means is a constant kind of presence and awareness of God. That's what prayer is for heaven and earth people. So now I've told you this morning, you're a family, and like, if you're like me, you resist it because, no, I'm not. I'm a rugged, dead gum individual. And then I'm telling you that you're a heaven and earth person. That means when you pray, when you get this prayer guide and you work in it, you're acknowledging that God is not far away. God is near. The God dimension is close. And when we pray, we're putting ourselves in touch with the almighty God of the universe. Not completely. That happens later when Jesus gets it all fixed. But for now, we can do it. We taste some of it. So that's, what, that's what's going on. They're just learning to do these things together. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs. You're looking at a wonder and a sign. I'm just telling you. Ask Kathy. There's lots of them in the room. A lot of people sitting in this room wouldn't be here if there wasn't some awesome wonder that's taken place in your life because somehow, because you're listening to what God has to say through the teachings of the apostles, because you're hanging out doing real life with friends who are also followers of Jesus because you're sharing and enjoying in meals and you're participating in worship where you remember Jesus died for you and because you're, you're learning to talk to God in a way where God is close and near and the next thing you know, miraculous change, transformation. 
real relationships with each other and with God, resulting in awe and wonder, miraculous transformation. All the believers were together and had everything in common. The word common, koina, the word fellowship, koinonia. What this means is people were hurting and other people provided. What this means is 330 women received gift cards because 200 women responded. That's what that means. And on, on Luke goes with another couple of verses that we'll read. The next slide says this. They were selling property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. In other words, what we just heard about, what you're doing with your generosity in the community and with this church, it means that people took their money and applied it to need. That's what that means. Every day they, contained, they meet, met together, literally in the temple, because these are all Jewish people who had become followers of Jesus. They're in Jerusalem, and they got this place where they could go and hang out. Soon we're going to have ourselves a place. And we can go every day. If you want to go every day, we can do all kinds of stuff over there. And we got 120 parking places. <laughs> so we're going to be able to do the same thing. Use a building all the time for all kinds of redemptive stuff. Family stuff. They broke bread in their homes. In other words, they hung out with each other. They on purpose enjoyed each other. And they had glad and sincere hearts. I think what that means is sort of like us laughing when Paul, when, uh, when, uh, when Carl said the word that I'm not going to say again, but I said, I can't believe he just said that word in church. <laughs> that was awesome, by the way. <laughs> I got away with it. I got to say it. <laughs> and finally this. They're praising God. They are enjoying they have a reputation in the community. There's, there's, a, there's something on the grapevine that unbelievable things are happening with these people. And then look at this last part. And God added to their number, the Lord added to their number daily, those who, are who being, those who were being saved. In other words, we're in a world like ours where people do not have a close, intimate, loyal relationship with the almighty God in the universe. They, most people would tell you they believe there is a God, but they'd also say my beliefs really don't change how I feel and what I do very much. And they would say, I'm trying to be a good person. And we're not talking about whether you're good or not. We're talking about having a vital relationship that's personal with God of the universe and with each other. And that's what's happening when this word, they were saved. That's what it means. It's a fantastic, fantastic Greek verb. Ooh, it's beautiful. You know, I love that Greek stuff. This is what I want you to do. Can you hear Sister Sledge? We are family. <laughs> I, I want my sister and me. I looked the lyrics up. I, I knew that was going to bubble up spontaneously, and I, it just did. <laughs> I want us to be like these earliest followers of Jesus, but don't, don't um, make that early, that early day like it was nirvana. No. I mean, just three or four chapters later, they're fighting. People are lying. There's greed. I'm just telling you, just read it. It's just there. It's four chapters later. This is two, chapter six. We got problems. We're going to have conflict in families. We're going to have conflict in family businesses. We're going to have all kinds of blessings, and we're going to have challenges, and we're going to talk them out together, and that's what they do. They experiment. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to realize that you can jump in right now, and now I'm getting my materials out. This is the prayer guide that Kathy and Karen talked about. And this is what I'm wanting us to do, family. I want us to use it. I listened this morning to day eight, Kathy's melodious voice with some nice music and a running picture of a waterfall or something behind it. And she's drawing you into Psalm 85 this morning. Was that right? Okay. I want you to get to, if you took one home last week and you lost it, get another one. If you, if you didn't take anything from us yet, there's going to be somebody stuffing this in your hand as you go out the door. And oh, by the way, we have pens. <laughs> Do not leave without a pen. So you're leaving today with collateral. You follow what I'm saying? You're leaving with a brochure. Us. This is about us. You're leaving with this card, and this card is a challenge for you to be seeking and listening and obeying. What am I going to do with respect to this big campaign we're having? And we're going to ask you to turn it in on October 31st. But take it and pray and talk in your family about it. 
That's what we want you to do. Talk about it. The leaders, as I've already told you, you ready? I want to tell you again the number. We, our project was to have leaders go first, and they're going first, and many of them have said what they're going to do, and the number, 4522000 have been promised so far. It's just massive. That's, friends, that's massive. It's gasping massive. Unbelievable. It's a sign and a wonder. But you, it's really important that we all get in. Why? Because it's about us. And you need to participate. I'm not raising money here. It's not what I'm doing. You need to participate because you need to be an owner. You need to be an owner of the mission. How am I going to participate in being a part of this family that brings more people into the family? You need to get off the sidelines and into the game, just like I need to get off the sidelines and into the game. And this card is going to help you do that. This card is going to help you feel like I am a stockholder in this family business that has an unbelievable mission given to us by Jesus to love more people. So I want you to pray. I want you to take a pen. I want you to take a brochure. I want you to take this commitment card. I want you to do all this. I want us all to do all this. And if you have questions, ask me. And anybody else that's wearing one of these. Friends, it's about us as a family responding to God, having been loved, realizing that everything we have and everything we are it was a gift to start with, and saying, God, how do you want to use me in relationships where I live and where I work and where I play? where I go to school. How do you want to use me? I'm all in, God. Use me. Let me pray for us. Gracious God, oh, what a deal it is to be a family. Help each of us to be aware. Send us some insight as we pray about how it is that we might think of ourselves mostly as individuals when, in fact, in every family in this room, the breadwinners come in and they expect everybody to use what they earn. Everybody has a part to play in the family, in the household. Everybody does their share. Man, what a great thing. It's what we need. We need each other. We want to be deep with each other. And we see signs and wonders when we surrender to your presence. We want to be heaven and earth people people that realize that praying means we're trusting that you're near and you're putting heaven and earth back together again and we're a part of the project oh wow thank you gracious God that you love us there's just no doubt about it it's certain because of the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus it's his family name gracious God into which we live amen friends let's Stand, and we're going to sing one last hoot as we go running out of here as a big old happy crazy family. What do you say? Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next time.